You are now tuned in to the Decoding Success Podcast, where we reveal game-changing habits, formulas, and routines from the world's most successful individuals to help you think and live larger. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. You are rocking with your host, Matt Labrie, on an all-new episode of the Decoding Success Podcast. To all of our returning members, welcome back. To all the individuals that are tuning into the show for the first time, we are super excited to have you as you've picked an amazing episode to join us for. Now, I just want to point something out before we get any further. We are about one month out from our two-year anniversary, and to think that we've had the opportunity to build this amazing community over the course of two years, like absolutely mind blowing. Like I wish I could show you that little mind blown emoji right now, because that's literally how I feel when I think that we've been podcasting for two years with all of these amazing guests, all of our amazing community members, which is you, the individual right now that's listening to this, to everyone that's behind the scenes that produces the show, to all the people that throw it up on their Instagram stories, their Twitter feeds, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, beyond all that amazing stuff, like two years right like that is so freaking incredible and with that said we are not stopping here like two years is just the beginning and to think it's just the beginning and to understand what's to really come is so powerful and this goes for all of us like when we have projects in mind when we have side hustles when we have you know these businesses we want to start or, or whatever the case is maybe not even a business right maybe it's just your career like when you're in the beginning phase of it and you know what's to come like mind blown seriously Seriously, mind blown, but wow. Today's guest, my friend Maria Concha, mindset and manifestation coach, born and raised Queens, New York, just like me. She teaches women how to master their minds and manifest anything they want without worry and fear keeping them stuck. Now, I will just point this out. This advice, this insight, the experiences, all that good stuff we're discussing today, it goes for men as well. Her method is all about breaking through limiting beliefs on a subconscious level so that you can unapologetically create a life you love with ease and flow. Her techniques are all about unsubscribing from lack, scarcity, and struggle. That mindset that just really holds us back and operating from an abundant, aligned, and flow mindset. Now, what we're diving into today has been super helpful for me on many different areas, whether it's financial, whether it's relationship, whether it's career and beyond, which is exactly why I'm so glad we're bringing Maria onto the show. Now, I do throw this out there. As I've mentioned, a lot of individuals already support by throwing us up on social. Listen, tag us. If you want to share this, this is your opportunity to be a beacon of light to the people in your circle. You know, you hear me say that all the time because it's so true. I can't tell you how many times my group chat goes back and forth with powerful resources, whether it's as random as stock advice, whether it's podcasts or challenges or anything in between. Like we we do that. And I know if you're listening to this podcast, you have people like that in your circle and they're waiting for you to be that beacon of light to them as well. So make sure you're sharing this, whether it's in your group chat, whether it's on social media, whatever the case is, you can be that beacon of light to add value to someone's life today, just like this episode's about to do for you. But now, without further ado, I bring to you my friend, Maria Concha. Maria, welcome to the show. It is a long time coming. I am super excited to have you here with us today. I absolutely love what you're doing on social and I'm excited to decode your success. So welcome to the show. 
Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Matt. I'm super excited. I've been watching you and your stories and everything you're doing, and I'm totally digging it. So I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Cool. So first question right off the bat for you is, how does Maria personally define success? Success for me, it means I could go to bed at night knowing that I did everything in my power to give back and show up for my purpose. That's I love success that. for me. What's your purpose? Well, one of my, I have many, but I think the one that really calls me each day is to just somehow inspire a life to empower themselves and to show up unapologetically about the things that light their souls on fire. I love that. I love that. I see you doing that as well. And I'm really <laughs> excited to, you know, because we, you and I got connected a little over a year ago. And yeah. I see that now you're doing more speaking engagements. You're part of more groups. You're doing some really awesome shit. So like to see it come to fruition for you is beautiful. Like to see anyone living their purpose is beautiful, really. Yeah, because you've seen me before when I was on uh, really just doing stuff on my personal page. And you actually have seen the birth of Matt manifesting ninja so you have been yeah you've been on the journey you've been seeing it <laughs> I, all right talk to me about manifesting ninja like how does this come about actually i'm sorry before i even go into that um all right cool we kind of understand what you're doing now which is great i want to learn and kind of connect the dots and i can yeah. get ahead of myself with the show as you can kind of see here i want to learn who maria was in high school i want to know if you and i were hanging out back then were you a cheerleader who were you hanging with what were you doing what was your dream etc I love this question. I've never been asked this question this way, so I appreciate that. Um, so high school, who I was, I was a teenager struggling with massive anxiety, and I was not a cheerleader. I was not anything. All I was doing was working my ass off to try to make money. I was, you know, I grew up in, uh, in a household where we didn't have much and I was on welfare with my, me, my mom, single mom, and I had to work. So I was just, I remember I was, I was, I went to Cardozo in Bayside and I would have to wake up super early because I lived in middle village on by Elliot. And, um, if anyone knows where that is, but anyhow, so I would have to take, I would have to take. I live in Middle Village. Nice. Okay. So you already know. So anyhow, I had to take, I had to like take like a 20 minute walk in the morning to the mall and then I had to take the QED and whatever, all this stuff. And um, I would go every morning super early. Uh, and then after school, straight up after school, I would have to go to work. So that was my life. I didn't know anyone else who was doing what I was doing at the time. Everyone was, you know, having a normal, young, fun life that was not my life. I was, it was very stressful for me at the time. So no, I was not cheerleading or anything like that. What was causing your anxiety back then? So back then, uh, at that time, so when, during high school when I was doing all that, I actually had uh, confessed uh, to my mother that I was abused as a child. And that was the biggest thing I had ever held onto for so long. So mm -hmm. that was causing a lot of stress. I didn't know how to talk about it. I, I, I barely wanted to acknowledge it. Mm. So that was really difficult for me at the time. And I remember I had a choice. We always have a choice, right? And I, and, and I remember this clearly. I remember I said, okay, I could fucking do nothing with my life and just allow this pain and, this, and, and everything that comes with it, what I've been through to just like take me down. Or I could go to therapy 
and I chose therapy and I was about, I think when I walked into my therapist's office, it might've been 17 Mm. and yeah. And that's how everything started as far as my mindset shift and healing for myself and working through the anxiety. Yeah. I'm glad that you're able to work through that. Now I'm really curious to learn this because I'm working with someone very closely who comes from an immigrant background Were your parents immigrants. Yes. Yes. So are you for your, does that make you second generation or? I think, yeah, second. So it's really interesting to see how hard people work when they come from an immigrant background. Like that's one thing that's being pointed out and you're still working hard. It's not to say you're not working hard now, but like that's been instilled in you for so long that you were just going out and getting it at such a young age. Like, I think that's so incredible. And the, the woman that I'm referring to is Nellie Galan. She's the former president of Telemundo. I work with her very closely. And sh- same thing, like just hustling since the early teens. Like I give you so much credit for that, especially as a woman. And I'm not trying to stereotype women as people that don't go out and do that at a young age. But like, I, I mean, personally, I didn't start working until I was like 18 until I like my parents cut me off. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just think that's amazing <laughs> yeah. that you were going out and doing that. Like it, it shows in what you do today. Seriously. Yeah, I definitely believe that as well. I believe that that time really uh, molded who I am today uh, completely, 100%. It really gave me also a lot of confidence because I was like, wow, damn, Maria, good for you. At a young age, I knew to recognize that that was the move that I made was a smart move. Mm. And I recognized it then. And I felt very empowered at that time. And I couldn't have said to you at that with the, with the verbiage empowered. I just knew how I felt. Mm. And it definitely uh, was made me feel super confident to know that I, I, you know, I made a decision that would be the best, most positive decision. And that would impact my life in the most positive ways. That's it was so like awesome. an intuitive thing that I just, I always say I have like an innate optimism in me for sure. That that's just something that, that I, I was born with. Maybe it's a belief that I choose to buy into, but it's a good one. So I'm going to keep it. Keep it. Definitely keep it. Now, what was your dream back then in high school? Like, what did you want to be when you got older, quote unquote older? Yeah. So I wanted what I wanted to be when I grew up, uh, an actress. I had been studying acting at a very young age. It was my dream at a very young age. And I pursued it for all of my life. Like that's my young adult life. And I went to, I went to college for it, for theater. That was my background. And that's what I did. That was just, that was the big dream. That was like my, my, at the time I was like super tunnel vision. So I was like, this is it. Acting is my one and done. I'm going to be this famous actress in Hollywood and I'm going to do so many amazing things in the world. That was what I wanted to do. So what redirected you off that path or directed you off that path? I should ask. Yeah. So I made a really difficult, probably one of the most mature decisions in my life about three years ago when I decided that I was going to focus, shift my focus into running and starting my own business. And I said, what I said is, you know, I want to start a family someday. I'm really passionate about just starting family. And I didn't feel like acting would be the, um, 
the vehicle for the life I wanted to live. However, mm. I did say I'm going to come back once I'm able to have a business where my schedule's on you know, my terms and I can audition actively as much as I want and I have to freaking lie to my employer and all that. So that's what directed me in the direction of coaching. I love that. Now, clearly you were clear on your values there being family. What is your suggestion for people to get clear on what they value? Uh, well, I think if you want to get clear on what is most important to you and like what is driving you and fueling you, I think it's really important to know yourself and take time to really operate or learn how to operate from uh, alignment, from faith, from abundance instead of ego and fear. And this, this takes practice because here's the thing. I was just talking the other day with Jeff about this. We were saying like what, I'll just give you a quick story if that's okay. So please, yeah. we, we were out. So we, we, we were traveling. We stayed at this gorgeous, beautiful farm out of state, right? Like on vacation and we were leaving. It was our last day. So we're leaving. So uh, we go to this diner and it was like a hole in the wall diner, nothing fancy at all. And we almost left because it just looked, we were like, damn, this looks a little run down. Right. But you know, and with COVID and all of that, but I was like, you know what? My gut told me just stay. And I said, no, I really want to stay. It seemed like mom and pop ish, you know, and I really wanted to give back. So I was like, you know what, let's just say. So we stayed. And of course, what do you think happened? The food was spectacular. I'm like, oh my gosh. So the arrogant ego part of me said to the owner, who was a delight, said, you would make a killing in New York. Where the fuck do I come off? One, telling this man who has his, you know, beautiful family owned business, right? Telling him, oh, you got to go to New York. Like if that is what success is to everyone. Mm-hmm. But then I saw, so, so I sat and I thought about it for a second because I ended up tipping him way more than what the bill was and all that stuff. Right. And I felt, and not cause I was arrogant, just cause I, I, I really wanted to give back. Right. And anyhow, and so I said to Jeff, I said, wow, that was so arrogant of me to think that that's what that man wants to think that I'm defining success for him. What about if success was, and what, what drives him and his why is that his daughter who I saw was sitting down eating, you know, coloring and all that stuff in, in this, uh, in this, uh, you know, diner, like, and he's able to be with his family and he's able to, you know, have these moments and all that stuff. So anyhow, I say all that because there's what we think successes and what we think we want and why we want it. And then there's the real conversation, the second conversation, that heart driven conversation of like, wait, what do, what does Maria want? Like, what do I actually want? Mm. So it's important. You know what I'm saying? Like it's important to yeah, really yeah, yeah. that question. I love that. Now I'm really curious to learn what it was in your life. And I, I might already know the answer. I don't want to assume though, what it was in your life that made family such a value for you. Was it the fact that you were raised by a single mom and, um, or was it something different? Um, well, definitely had to do with I was raised with a single mom, and it would have really, it would have been really nice to have a dad that was around and to mm. have a family that you know where we can all have these moments and share and lean on each other and all these you know different things. However, I will say even though dad wasn't around and my mom was very depressed. 
So she wasn't, she wasn't, um, a present mom at all. She did the best she could. And I respect that. However, I did have my brother and my sister who inspired me so much. We were so close growing up. And we, to this day, we, that's what we say. We're like, we're each other's, you know, we're our family. Like we, the three of us. And, mm. and it's something, I guess I just wanted to replicate a little bit that love, not what we have, because there ain't nothing like what we have. But I just, I, I would love to foster a home and nurture, you know, this kind of, amazing thriving space where when my kids grow up like when they're born this is what they're born into this is their fucking norm like that's exciting to me i love that now talk to me about what you have going on now you mentioned about it very briefly coaching talk to me more in detail about what you have going on yeah so right now i am a manifestation coach mindset coach for women i help women master their minds their brains and manifest anything they want without fear and doubt and worry keeping them stuck Mm. this is where i'm at right now this is what i do i love that so talk to me about the power of manifestation now i see you post about it all the time but i want to amplify your message you know to our audience here on decoding success like why do we need to manifest like what's the purpose of it all right matt let me break it down for you and the tribe basically whether you believe in manifestation or you don't it is happening because Mm. your thoughts are creating your reality point blank. I don't care what anyone says. It's just, a re- you know, your thoughts are so powerful and especially your subconscious thoughts. They are the reason you show up the way that you do and how you show up is what gets you results in your life. Manifestations, like everything you have in your life are just manifestations of the seeds you planted yesterday, the day before, a fucking year ago, two years ago. That's all it is. So it's happening regardless. So you might as well learn how to master it. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. I absolutely love it. So what happens if you're manifesting the things you don't want? Well, that's happening a lot. I call that manifesting by default. That means you're, you're just, yeah, you're just, you're just thinking what you're thinking and showing up the way you're showing up with the same belief system, the same patterns, recycling the same fucking thoughts all day long and getting the same outcome. Sometimes maybe there's a little bit of a difference and some might say, oh, I was lucky this time. Fuck that. Luck is not a thing, right? Don't give away your power like that to think that luck is what is getting you that outcome. No, that's silly. It's like empower yourself and know that you have a choice every single day to show up a certain way. And like, that is what's going to make all the difference and move the needle in your business, in your life, period. Yeah. I love that. I Listen, I could talk about this stuff all day. So we, we might be going a lot longer than expected. Yeah, but, oh, I, um, get it. <laughs> I, I love it. I absolutely love it. And one thing that I really love, I actually sent it to a whole bunch of guys, um, my friends, when you posted the other day about manifesting love. Like, I think that's really powerful. That's one thing I'm striving for. Uh, in fact, there's a book behind me somewhere, Chicken Soup for the Soul. And one of the first stories in that book is getting clear, like really clear on what you want in a partner. Now, my last partner literally had 49 of the 50 things that I had on that list, which is so powerful. But um, your post was super powerful. So I would love for you to break that down and kind of elaborate on how you were able to do that in your life. Sure. So whether you want to manifest a new or bring in a track, like a new love, or you want to just, 
you know, uh, strengthen the love you have now, what I'm about to say helps both and supports both. So the first thing that I would say is exactly what you said, uh, which is Matt, it's get clear on the kind of human and person that you want in your life. Like, how is she? Like, what is she, you know, what does she embody? What kind of person is she? Like, get clear what, and like envision what that looks like. What are the dates like? What are you, you know, like, what are you right. saying to each other? And then how does that feel? How does it make you feel? So for example, uh, maybe you want to feel supported, loved, cared for. You want to feel excited, inspired, empowered by this person, right? Like you want to feel all these cool things, sexy, sensual, like all these things. So I, so when you focus on how you want to feel, like for example, if you do this thing, which is my positive workshop, it's all it is, it's taking like five, 10 minutes to visualize what it is that you want to freaking see, feel, and be. That's all it is. So your part, which I, I'm sure you know, but your brain is so powerful. It does not know the difference between what is real and what is not real. So it's going to activate certain parts of your brain to almost like replicate that feeling, which is what it does. And, and it's really powerful because then now you're activating your, um, your RAS, your reticular activating system. So now it's filtering in any kind of opportunity for you to actually meet this person. And by filtering in, I don't mean like, it's just like out of like thin air. It's just like going to bring this person. No. But for example, when your RAS is, your RAS reticular activating system is, is um, stimulated, it's activated. You're now going to be able to pick up on your potential person in a way where let's say, for example, let's say you go to a dinner, right? And there's a lot of people in the dinner and you know, you're in your, you're, you're having dinner with like some friends and you might, and then let's say the person that you want to call into your life, the, the, this love that you want into your life, maybe you want her to be a motivational speaker. I just made this up. I don't know. Okay. So now you're talking to your friends, but you overhear a conversation in in the table next to you where all of a sudden there's this woman and she, and someone they're having a conversation and she's saying what she does and how passionate she is about speaking and whatnot. So now your brain is caching that because within your filter, right? You're able to pick that up. But there's also a million other different conversations happening. And if your brain is in lack, if your brain has just been thinking about how, fuck, I haven't, I don't have, you know, my bank account's not looking too good or whatever the case is. And you, you know, then now you're going to pick up on the guy to the left. It's like talking about how his wife just left him, how he's going to be broke because he has to pay alimony, yada, yada. Do you understand? You get, yeah, you get totally. <laughs> totally understand. That's so powerful. Now, what would you say to someone that's listening to this right now that says, that sounds a little woo-woo? well i'm gonna say fuck yes it is woo woo however be open to creative possibilities for abundance success and love because this is how it happens with ease and flow when you we're not meant to be these linear rigid thinkers when we have our blinders on when we have tunnel vision we miss out on all the amazing opportunities that we, you know, that could have led us to the perfect partner or not perfect, but to the most aligned partner. So being open is just an easier way to invite what you truly want into your life with ease and flow. 
how do you not get distracted when those blinders are off though? Cause there's a lot of shit out there and I'm not even just talking about in love. Like there's just a lot. And I guess it comes back to your core values. Maybe I answered my own question, but I'm very curious to hear it from your words. Like there's so many distractions out there in this world, opportunities left and right. Um, we're blessed, especially being in New York. Right. But I'm really curious, like what you have to say on that. For me, And what I tell my clients is if it doesn't align with the kind of life that you want and the goals that you are trying to accomplish, the answer is motherfucking no. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. So, so it may look, all these shiny objects and stuff may look so good and may, may look so juicy, but this is what, but that right there is operating out of ego and that's not where you want to operate out of. Mm. Which is why I say, I always ask, what are you under the influence of when you make a decision? Are you under the influence of ego and fear and lack and scarcity? Or are you under the influence of love, of abundance, of alignment, of faith? I love that. How do you, so ego is a good thing in a sense, but like, how do you stop operating? How do you put ego in the backseat is what I'm curious to learn. So yeah, I agree with you. Ego is not something that one, you can't get rid of it. And two, I think for me, it lights like, it gives me like that edge. I like it. Like I'm so cool with ego and the fear that, you know, that, that, that comes sometimes in my life. I'm like, we're like best friends, the relationship I have with ego. So I, I'm not, I want to just make it clear that I'm not saying that, you know, ego is a complete bad thing. However, when there's ego and fear based, when these thoughts are based out of a place of lack and scarcity, because you don't, you don't want to miss out on an opportunity because you potentially don't think it'll come back around again, or, Mm -hmm. you know, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. That's what I mean with the ego. When you're not really fueled by the second conversation of like why you actually want to do this. Right. So when, and I'm sorry, your question was, how do you put ego in the back seat? Okay. So I put the way that I put ego in the back seat is when it's not coming from a good, authentic, genuine place is I tend to check in with myself often. Actually, <laughs> I check in with myself and I also have people around me that check in with me as well. And that I could bounce things off of. I lean on support. Like you wouldn't believe it. I'm not afraid to lean on support at all to ask people to like check me. I, I like live for that. So I'm really aware. I have, I have a fierce sense of uh, self-awareness, but I also am, you know, I'm also going to be, I'm also in it. So I can't always see from, from the outside perspective, which is why I lean, I lean on support as much as I can. I love that. That's so awesome. Now, Maria, what do you feel like is a question you wish more people would ask you and how would you answer it? Could be your clients, could be Jeff, could be yourself, right? I'm just, I'm curious. A question that I that I would like for people to ask me is instead of asking me, Maria, how can I manifest a fuck ton of money? I would like them, because that's like the number one question I get asked because money is my jam. It's the easiest thing for me to manifest and I love teaching it. So I get asked a lot of uh, how do I manifest money? So the, the question that I wish people would ask is to themselves or to me what is your relationship with money what instead of asking me you know how do i manifest love what is what is your relationship to love maria what are the thoughts that you have about it like anything you desire 
instead of asking me, how can I get it? Ask yourself, what is my relationship to money? What is my relationship to love or relationships? That's the question. What does that mean? So what, is, what does that mean? What is your relationship to? Does that mean like yeah. how you interact with it? How do you view it? How do you view it? What are your beliefs about it? Like, okay, if you're telling me, Matt, oh, I want to attract my love, you know, like my, my partner, like my, you know, my partner or whatever. Right. And I said, okay, what's your relationship? What do you, what are your, your beliefs, your true core beliefs, right? Not the ones that, that you want to believe in the ones you subconsciously believe. And these are beliefs that stem from childhood. They stem from so much. So we uncover those. So maybe you might say, um, well, maybe I have some, and I'm not saying, I'm just using you, Matt, as an example. You oh, might of not. course. Yeah. But you know, some people may say, well, um, relationships don't last. Marriage is, is just ridiculous. And you know, God, men are shady. Women are shady. Um, it just doesn't happen like that. It's not easy. Relationships all what I hear. Relationships are so much work. Relationships are so hard. I have such a busy schedule. It's just never going to work. Okay. So in one hand, you're saying you want a relationship, but another hand, you're like, I just don't believe that it's possible because mm. of all these beliefs that you have unconsciously. So I always ask, what is your relationship to money? Right? Are you the type of person that wants money, but believes that money is the root of all evil? Does that make that's sense? Powerful. That makes a ton of sense. So that's division and division causes anxiety. That's what anxiety means. That's, that's insanely powerful. Wow. So bring me back to what you were saying about you manifesting money very easily. Talk to me about that. I don't want you to give away like all these secrets unless you want to, but I'm no, curious. Come on, stop. That's what I'm here to do. I want to give away. I want to share this. I want to empower your tribe. This is why I'm here. This is, this is why I'm here. So I'm very excited. It's one of the, my, just so fun to talk about and it's just easy and flowy and all right, let me get to the goods. So money was not something that I had very much of growing up. I mentioned I grew up on welfare and my mom didn't have much. My mom really didn't work at all. She uh, leaned on my dad at the time when he was around and he was, you know, this drug dealer who you, you imagine, you know, we're Colombian. That was the life that we lived at the time everything fell apart. He went to jail and forget it. It just was insane. I had people, strangers come to my house, taking my furniture, the TV. I was at a young age. So I didn't understand what was going on. I had like a SWAT team come and take everything from us. It was insane, like a movie. So I, so I basically grew up in lack and scarcity. So at some point in my life, a couple of years ago, I was like, I'm done struggling. I need to figure out how about looking at my bank account afraid because I used to have so many overdraft fees back in the day. And I wanted mm -hmm. to be able to go shopping at like Whole Foods or Trader Joe's or wherever and not flinch every time I gave my card. So what I did is I set out to come up with like the best steps and the best strategy to master the art of attracting money. And the thing with money is that people view it a certain way. And that's why I say, why I said to you, what is your relationship? So before you can actually attract a fuck ton of money, you need to heal your unhealthy relationship with it. Like any other relationship, if you want it to thrive, it has to be healthy. 
So going under the hood and uncovering what your thoughts, your limiting beliefs, limiting stories and energies that you have subscribed to, because straight up, you just subscribe to them. Like that's all you're doing. You made a choice and a decision when you heard it somewhere, when someone told you that that's the way it's supposed to be. Hey Matt, you got to work really fucking hard to make a lot of money and maybe you'll have the life you want, right? It's something that, you know, we were told, we saw on TV. Like I even, it's crazy, but even like I was watching random, a Lifetime movie, like one of those Hallmark movies or whatever for Christmas. And, and, and the plot is, you know, love, love story and all that stuff. And the man, and, and it's like the man and the woman and they're talking about like, oh, we, you know, we don't, it's, we don't have that much money. And it's just, it's been so hard. Everything is like how much, how hard it is and how, how much they have to work and that they barely have time together. And I'm like, yeah, this is what society's fucking thinking and breathing and believing and living because this is what you've been taught and exposed to. However, you have a choice as to, you know, what you want to expose your mind to and what you want to believe and unsubscribe from. So all I did was unsubscribe from any beliefs that didn't align with the life that I wanted to have. So for me, I wanted to make money. I wanted to have passive income. I wanted to make money while I was sleeping. That was like my big thing. I'm like, I want to wake up in the middle of the night and check my phone and see, oh, nice. Okay. And that's exactly what I was able to create for myself and more. And I did this by healing and uncovering any limiting beliefs I had about money. Because at the end of the day, Matt, if your beliefs about the very things you desire, whether that's money, love, your dream home, anything, do not align with your desire, it's not going to happen, period. Or you're going to half-ass it and you're maybe going to get near it, but it's never going to happen fully. Yeah. So how do you unsubscribe from those limiting beliefs? That's what I'm curious to learn. Yeah. So you unsubscribe by one of my number one tools that your tribe can actually start doing today is one, uncover what those limiting beliefs are. That's the first thing you need to know what you're working with and what's under the hood. Second thing to actually reprogram your subconscious mind is create affirmations, ways of ways of, of being that you want to embody or just sentences that you, you know, that basically match the life and the beliefs that you would like. And what I do that's been a game changer, completely transformational for me, is I record my affirmations and I add a little bit of music in the background, nothing crazy, just to kind of set the mood. And I listen to them every single day without fail within the first 20 minutes of me waking up because that's when your mind is the most impressionable. Right. Do you that's like, repeat them? Yeah. Do you repeat them or do you just listen to them? I just listened to them. I used to repeat them. And I was like, that doesn't work for me because it just, honestly, I found myself impatient and trying to like rush through them. I am this, I'm a, you know, and I was like, wait, no, this is not effective. So for me, when I listen, I like wake up, I'll meditate, then I'll go brush my teeth and literally I press play as I'm brushing my teeth. I'm listening to them over and over. All I'm doing is brainwashing myself. That's all yeah. I'm doing. Overriding the old information, upgrading my software. Just like, you know, how, when, uh, you know, the software for, for Apple, it's like upgrade. So everyone's like, yeah, let me do it. Cause if you don't, you'll have glitches. Same thing with your brain. How do you expect to have different outcomes when you're working off of like fucking 10, 15 year old software? Yeah, that makes total sense. So what happens if you don't believe in affirmation, right? Like, so for instance, um, you know, how do you feel it? Right. I think that, I think that's kind of what I'm getting at here. Like when you feel it, it feels more real. Like how do you get into that? 
Yeah, so if you don't believe in affirmations, it's as simple as just what you say. Pay attention to the correlation between what you say and what's in, what's what you see in your reality. So if you want to like do, make this sciency and like practical on like a left brain uh, perspective, pay attention for a week, not even for a day, really. It's an exercise I have my clients do. Pay attention for one day to what you say and think, because the what you say in the privacy of your own mind is so important. You're going to see the correlation between that and your reality. So off the bat, you'll be you'll you'll just be a believer because it's just it's facts, it's science. And then uh, and then to feel it, like you said, I always say this: do not set yourself up for failure by choosing some cheesy ass affirmations that you do not believe. That is something that I'm like, get out of here with anything that you know. Like, if you don't believe in saying, I'm just going to make this up, but like, I am whole, I am successful, I am a billionaire, then why the fuck are you going to say that? That's going to work against you. So it's important for you to say something that you believe in, that you can like buy into. So for example, if you're in negatives right now in the bank account, like saying I'm a billionaire, I don't really know if you're going to buy into that. However, if you're in negatives in the bank account and you say something like I'm in the process of, you know, X, Y, Z. So I'm in the process of something, right? I'm in the process of educating myself, becoming stronger with my money mindset or something like that. That's where you start. You're not going to start from like fucking zero to like a billion unless you can buy mm-hmm. into that. But if you can't, and then we're talking, I'm, I'm here talking to like maybe the skeptics, right? Or the people who are not, or are not big believers in big believers in affirmations. So for you, for, for you that are not big believers, it's just as simple as choose words that you're going to buy into that makes sense for you, that resonate with you, with your own language, not mine, not Matt's with your own. Yeah, that's so perfect. So talk to me about the best piece of advice, the most monumental piece of advice you've ever been given. The best piece of advice I've ever been given from like different people, I've just calculated, I just, I I guess, synthesized it this way is to not search outside for so much for the answers and to go within because your external world can only change when your internal world changes and when you're so in tune with that not to get all woo woo but here's the thing you want to go everyone wants to go out and myself included this was me you want to just go outside and seek the answers you want the playbook you want the blueprint and it's like my sister brother like why, why don't you like stop going outside of yourself so much? Stop giving your power away so much. Stop thinking that all the answers and everything you need is outside. And I and that. That, I, I think that for me, that's been the most powerful thing. And it's really empowered me to believe in myself so much more. Yeah, that's not woo at all, Marie. I'm telling you, like, that's one of the things we've been talking about a lot on this show since like June, because that's exactly what I just started doing. I mean, I'm a guy 
masculine uh, mask of masculinity for sure. Um, and I did, I put myself in therapy. I hired a coach. I started doing flotation therapy, started doing yoga, like all these things, like the answers are most definitely inside. So that's not woo. And I appreciate you kind of reinforcing something that we've been putting out there more and more into this world. And that's really great. But I'm curious now to learn what was a piece of advice you didn't want to hear at the time it was given to you, but it proved to be true over time. That's a good question. I I don't think anyone's ever asked me that. Okay, so a piece of advice. Yeah, you know, a piece of advice was that um, to not have to not fixate on the perfect, right? So when I was like putting my courses out there or putting my business out there, I wanted like the most perfect website, the most perfect uh, course launch, the most perfect course outline and workbooks and even my Instagram, I wanted to look a certain way and I wanted it to be a certain way. And when I got the advice to just, just like progress over perfection, just put yourself out there, take messy action. I was resistant because I felt like, no, I, my work at think is like this and this is how I like to put my shit out there and this is a reflection of me and yada 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 but really at the end of the day no one really is looking and caring about how freaking beautiful or aesthetically pleasing yes that that's like icing on the cake but at the end of the day the goods are the goods and the substance is in what you say in your message and how you deliver it mm. I love so why were you so caught up on the perfect like what what, what was it that had you caught up on that I'm a super visual fucking person. So like, if it doesn't match up here, I'm like, no, I, I can't. It just, it's just something because I'm very visual. I'm very artistic and creative. So it's like, it's just, it has something to do with just my right brain. It's like, uh, mm. yeah, my right brain, don't get me wrong. It also has to do with the ego part of me that wants to, that wants to manage the perception of myself. Right. I want to, I want, I want to be able to control that perception. So when people look at look at my stuff, I, you know, they, I want to be, I want, I wanted them to be able to say, "Wow, her shit is on point. Wow, it's so beautiful. Wow, this, wow, that, and all that stuff." So it's just my, it was my ego. Okay, that's very human of you to share and very vulnerable. I appreciate that. But last question for you now. <laughs> If you could only give one piece of advice, meaning if Maria was hopping on more podcasts, if she was hopping on more stages, if she was doing whatever, you know, working one-on-one with clients, if you could only give one piece of advice the rest of your life, what would it be? If I could only give one piece of advice, I would say take the time to prioritize on doing things that fill you up and that light you up and are true to who you are and excite you and make you feel good. Because I know that that long ass to-do list that you have, the business to-do list and all these other things that you may have, uh, they feel and they seem like that is your end goal. But at the end of the day, it's never about that end goal or that, you know, that outcome. It's always about the journey as cheesy as it sounds, the fulfillment and all that is the journey and, and like what you do with your time, how you invest your time is so important and it's not just about the work and it's not just about the successes of money and all of that it's about 
taking time to be with the people you love and, you know, experience life fully. Because I believe that we're, every day that we get, um, that we're blessed another day, it's just the universe, God, whomever you believe in, letting you know that your gifts and talent are still needed. Your purpose is needed on earth. So it's your responsibility to show up. And I always like to think that showing up like that, it requires more than just the to-do list. Right. It most definitely does. It most definitely does. Now, Marie, I just want to say thank you again. Express my gratitude for you hopping on here. I'm going to have all of your socials, websites, all that good stuff in the show notes. But where do you hang out most? I believe it's Instagram, but you can correct yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I hang. I chill on Instagram a lot. Uh, that's uh, that's where a lot of my content is. A ton of free content that's super helpful is, uh, yep, on Instagram at Manifesting Ninja. Awesome. Maria, thank you again for this. I truly do appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Matt. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it from our friend Maria Concha. Huge shout out to Maria for taking the time out of her day to hop on here and add value to all of us that are tuned into this right now. To make sure you're connecting with Maria, head over to the show notes of this episode where you can find all of her social handles, where you can find her website, etc. As mentioned at the end of the episode, she tends to hang out on the gram the most, so if you're trying to get in touch with her, that's probably your best bet. Head over there to make sure you're connecting with her. And as always, if you and I are aren't connected yet you could find all of my social handles the website all that good stuff in the show notes of this episode as well as mentioned earlier you know being that beacon of light for the people in your circle is so simple and you don't even have to stop listening to this or any podcast to even share it right so make sure you're sharing this with the people in your circle your coworkers, your family your friends the staff members at your establishment uh the people in your mastermind groups the people in your facebook groups wherever however you know, being that beacon of light is so monumental. And listen, if you're sharing it on social, make sure you're giving me a tag so that I'm able to show love back to you and that I can personally reach out to you and say thank you because it means a lot to us as we continue to grow this show, as we approach that two-year mark. Two years, absolutely crazy. Listen, until next time, everyone, be blessed. Peace.